Austin from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and tonight I'm joined by Tim Mothman Dolan, guitar player, emissary, and Jim Harris, aka Jimbo. I'm the lead singer of Emissary. Right, it's great to be chatting to you. Can you tell us a little bit about Emissary and where do you draw your inspirations from musically and lyrically? Tim, you want to start? Um, sure. Um, well, Emissary, uh, I was uh, heading up to Southern Oregon to go to college and I ADHD and, and stuff, I kind of struggled in that. I was going to college for theater arts and stagecraft and all the things that I, you know, wanted to be a part of that had to do with music. Um, I was working before that I was working for Bill Graham presents in San Francisco, the promoter, and I wanted to be able to do more than what I was doing. So I wanted to go to college and learn so I could actually plug cables in at some point and things like that with a band. But, um, I went to Oregon. I decided I wanted to be a rock star or try to be, uh, walked into a music store, talked to Jim, uh, I talked to some people before Jim and it's just, it was just, you know, I just found some people that were interested. Um, they, they didn't really fit, but I, I wanted to get some things rolling. And then I met Jim, we talked, we got together and uh, showed him my riffs and, and my ideas. And I was still learning how to play guitar and I was teaching myself from some books. And I got a couple lessons from a guy in, in Medford, Oregon. And then uh, Jim said, Hey, I write lyrics and I, I sing a little bit, play some drums uh, let's get together. We did. And uh, Jim had the name Emissary already. I saw the logo and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's let's go with that. We were talking about other names and uh, let's go with that. And my basically I came from the Bay Area. I got I was lucky enough to see Metallica in the clubs and all of those bands, Exodus, uh, Testament, Death Angel, which is my favorite out of all of those. And uh, those are the riffs that moved me. So that's, that was my writing style. Um, stuff like an example, I have the beholder off of, uh, and justice for all, um, like you can't not move your head when that, when that, when that riff comes in, yeah. you can't, you, if you don't move your head, then you're not a metalhead. You can't not, it's like, it's like involuntary. So, uh, I wanted to do that to people too. So, um, that, that's where most of my riffing came from. I liked glam. I liked Y&T, of course, they're not yeah, glam, man. but. You know, I love, I love all good hard rock. I was an Aussie yeah. and Maiden and Dio Sabbath. I, I love regular Sabbath, but I was a Dio Sabbath guy. So all of that really heavy stuff, anything that, you know, even, even bands like Rat and I, I my, I'm drawing blanks, but I, I Cinderella, killer, oh, Cinderella, yeah, Cinderella. Anything, killer yeah. guitar riffs and, uh, and good melodic vocals. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, when I heard Jim, it was like, okay let let's go with the best of both worlds we're gonna we're gonna meld the stuff like rat and ynt and all of that stuff maiden and we're gonna meld that with the bay area thrash stuff i i love bay area thrash i didn't like so much of the double time you know i like the melodic stuff i like death angel act three uh where it you know they they broke away from all the all the fast stuff and really got melodic and uh so i shared that all all of the love for that with jim and uh and he uh, he had a little more of the more obscure metal bands that he liked and introduced me to, you know, like Annihilator. And uh, I already knew of Flotsam and Jetsam, but bands like that. Um, and then we, yeah, and then we just started writing. Uh, at first, we, we had some glam songs. We didn't even know what we were doing. You know, I was writing songs that sounded like Cinderella mixed with, I, I, I couldn't even tell you, but uh, like a regular have, Pantera started out glammy and, and got yeah, heavier cool. like like Pantera. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how we that's how uh, I started my journey in Emissary. Excellent. Yeah. And as far as lyrics go, I mean, lyrics and vocals at the same time that we were starting this up, we found that the, the where we had the crossover was in like what he was saying, the most melodic records by the heaviest bands. Yeah. So listening to like Death Angel Act three and then Flotsam and Jetsam Quattro and uh, Annihilator set the world on fire and um, Sacred Reich American Way. You know, there was a, a, a chunk of those records, mm -hmm. uh, Whiplash, Insult to Injury, where the, the bands that were out and out thrash bands, speed metal bands in the early days, and then they pulled back and kind of got a little more melodic, a little more mid-tempo. A lot of people say everybody made their Black Album. And sure. those records, a lot of times, are our favorite records in a, in a speed metal band's catalog. I mean, when Megadeth kind of pulled it back and did 
countdown and yeah. euthanasia and i mean my favorite is cryptic writings um right, right. She okay. was my favorite megadeth song so right. that was something where it was like wow where am i going to find a guy that you know has a thousand riff ideas uh -huh. and we we have that overlap yeah. he's looking for a vocalist and i need somebody that that can write riffs and comes together like peanut butter and jelly like tim says it's like we were two puzzle pieces from two different puzzles that just happened to fit together. So if you could choose two tracks from The Wretched Masquerade to introduce me to Emissary, what would you have me listen to? Timmy? Well, I mean, I would say, uh, I would go kind of the extremes. I would say, of course, Silent Treatment is our, uh, it's, it's our anthem, I guess. It's, it's what people uh, probably knew us bet best as i guess and that's kind of the first one i i really crafted a whole song and wrote my first guitar solo uh not really knowing how to move around the neck very well um uh i did learn the pentatonic scale but i don't even know if i was using technically using the pen i, I don't even think i was using the pentatonic scale yet um even though i kind of knew it because I'm, I'm actually all over the neck on that song probably playing it completely incorrectly from a from a seasoned guitar player but i still play it play the solo the same way i always played it and uh yeah you know i would say that and then ruler of defiance uh first song on each side if you have an album uh the first first song from each side i would say but after those two i would say that hypochondriac takes all of our styles we've ever done and puts them all all together, but I would say go listen to Silent Treatment and Ruler of Defiance, and the whole album's gonna be in between those two songs. Because I was gonna say, if I played one song for somebody, it would absolutely be Silent Treatment. But if I was given the opportunity to play two, I would play Hypochondriac and Ruler of Defiance, because to me, I feel like those are the, the sort of bookends. And if you hear those two songs, you go, okay, so they can do the fast thrashy stuff and they can do some mid-tempo kind of traditional melodic power metal kind of stuff as well. I mean, we have one, you know, slow song, but that isn't, I don't think, a good representation of our sound as a whole. Right. Well, I've only had the album like three or four days and um, yeah, Hypochondriac's probably my favorite, actually. I love that. Great. Thanks. Absolutely. I actually, yeah, we're pretty proud of that. I love the album artwork. I'm big into album artwork. Um, do you have that framed at your home? Uh, no, I don't have that framed at my home, uh, but the artist did hit me up recently and said, hey, what do you think of this? And he sent me a text from a fan saying somebody that had bought the album, and I guess they were just sitting there staring at the record and or, or the CD, and they found him online, the artist online, and messaged him and said, do you sell prints? I want to buy a print of this so I can frame it in my house. And Same. he he messaged me and said, what do you, what do you think about this? Do you, do you care if I do this? And I was like, no, go for it. Like, yeah. Make prints and and sell them and you know make the money we don't we want we don't want anything for that like no. you, that's you that's he's he would be selling a a painting or a you know a piece of art that it wouldn't have the logo and the name of the album it would just be the art itself yeah so yeah uh yeah we we love that artwork it's a guy named don yatomi and he'd done Ooh. some work for uh, the band tourniquet and megadeth okay and cool. he's yeah he's just got an incredible eye and we, we kind of fed that. we fed the idea to him tim and i yeah. uh, spent hours on the phone talking about what we wanted and i had a whole list of what I, how, how i was going to describe it to him spent a couple of hours on the phone with don and he totally got our vision and yeah. then came back with this thing that we just went wow this is exactly what it looked like you know in our heads yeah yeah okay. and you know uh, really really quick you know the metal community is so such a such a unique community because um i don't want to say this wrong because i don't want to get any but people are willing to do things just to do them they're not saying, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to need a thousand bucks for me That's all the true. hours. I'm going to need this. People uh, do do a lot of things for us just for the love of metal and Dang. the love of seeing their stuff out there. And for me, I really miss the relationship people had with music when you would buy an album. I, I remember buying Master of Puppets and any Iron Maiden album and putting it on, putting drop dropping the needle and just staring at the at the artwork and being yeah. like oh my god this is incredible and figuring all the different things out and the reasons why they look like that i mean eddie was a was was amazing for maiden yeah. of course because each album he was a different kind of themed guy and then you know at the end you know you got legacy with with every you know with all of it but i i really wanted our own eddie and although our guy his name's rod that's our mascot and as yeah, in ruler yeah. of defiance and he uh not he, joe he, 
Yeah, his his face is a little bit uh, generic skull, but, yeah. but that's why we wanted to work around it. We didn't want to try too hard because because one way it's going to go like uh, uh, Vic Rattlehead, and then the other way it's going to go Eddie. So yeah. we wanted to make sure. So we wanted the generic, but then we wanted him to also have a mascot, which is the little raven. But we definitely uh, definitely wanted that piece of the Iron Maiden, uh, you know, yeah. formula to give people and for us and when it comes to framing i think what i'm waiting for i think most of us are probably waiting for in the band is when we finally get our actual albums you know we're gonna we're, we're getting our then of course i'm gonna be framing an album yeah. you know we're gonna have one with the colored vinyl red vinyl and uh you know that that's when i'll definitely frame that artwork but we're, yeah, we're super stoked on it yeah that'll be amazing i mean like i can remember buying Power Slave when I was like fucking hell, I was 14 years old and yeah. doing that, staring at the album. That's what he did. You know, I can still remember yeah. doing that. But yeah, so that's I'm just amazing. hoping that the album goes aluminum. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Aluminum would be good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it goes nickel. You know. I think we're we're at pewter right now, which is not too bad. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, then so I don't know that the American scene obviously that well for tours and festivals, but are you gearing up to go out on tour and do a festival or anything at the moment? Well, because of COVID, when COVID uh, happened, you know, everything got canceled. Yeah. Um, Tim was in an active band. I was in another active band. We were on two different record labels and everything fell out from underneath us, you know, and things were looking up for us too. Um, yeah. I was being invited to, yeah, we had six festivals confirmed and mm-hmm. a bunch of sh- live dates with bigger name bands like, grim reaper and uh all this we, we when the covid thing happened and and everything fell apart mm-hmm. that band my whole band jumped ship and went and joined a casino band just so they could play covers yeah. i gave my blessing it was fine you know like okay go yeah. do that and r- right at that time emissary was was reforming so there wasn't a lot of live opportunities but um we did soak up some of the opportunities left over by my, my previous band and and then we were able to get on with um with tesla first oh, night wow. i love tesla their, yeah direct support first night of their american tour last year wow that's they one of my favorite kind of... gigs ever tesla honestly yeah yeah oh, they were fantastic too and they I've were, been to uh, a lot <laughs> yeah it was but... a great crowd and we played with stephen piercy of rat right we played at the um the uh legions of metal festival yeah in chicago with with riot and uh and nasty savage and slough fag and i mean all these fantastic bands my favorite oh yeah met, my favorite metal drummer was playing with blind illusion andy from death angel so that was like complete dream come true for yeah. me to be standing right next to andy and that was and, at redwood metal fest so uh, yeah so we've oh, done that was oh legions i'm sorry yeah yeah so, right. we, so yeah we did legions of metal and redwood metal fest right yeah and then uh, a couple other small fests and then uh, a handful of one-offs so we've been able to play a little bit here and there we've got uh, three shows coming up in two weeks. In two weeks, yeah, on, on our Labor Day weekend wow. here. I don't know in America. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a lot going on that weekend, and we have a we have three shows lined up. Right. For us, yeah, the the festivals and stuff. You know, we're still we're still feeling it out. We we made a personnel change recently because our drummer actually was living in Alaska, so he was right. having to come out. And That's with COVID, it was, yeah. travel was really weird and stuff. And then yeah. uh, I was in another band, and we had shows with. I just, we have interesting shows with like Quiet Riot and Molly Hatchet and and then bands like Saliva and 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 Trapped those those kind of modern rock hard rock bands that yeah. more fit my other band that I was in when uh when when they shut down during COVID and canceled all those tours and festivals and stuff and it was and then yeah and Jim's stuff he was looking at more overseas stuff too and now uh you know it's just there's so many logistics with Emissary because of travel and cost of travel right now especially with gas crazy in america it's going down a little bit which is great but Mm -hmm. everything is way more expensive so you know uh we're not going into this looking to to be rich at the moment because we know that's not happening but getting the opportunity to play to play with our heroes and be backstage and open up for bands that i used to wait six hours in line at an arena to go see so i could run up to the front as close as i could get and now we're we're kind of we're not one of them, but you know what I mean. We're we're in the same same company and same 
circles. So, uh, yeah, so uh, hope we are definitely looking to go overseas for the right festival, maybe maybe next summer. Uh, we definitely want to do that. We'd love to go. Keep it true would be great for us. Play with bands like Anvil or Raven or, you know, stuff like that. But we'd really, uh, you know, we, we'd, we'd love the opportunities. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're excited to to see what comes since the album's doing so yep. well. You know, yeah. it feels like it's been out for so long now to me. But it's really only been a few months, so yeah, a couple yeah. months. And but uh, the feedback we're getting is so good that um, I, I'm, I'm assuming opportunities will come, and uh, and that's exciting. Yeah, of course they will. I'm sure they will. Okay, then. So, what has been the most memorable concert that you've played so far? I mean, you said you've been on the same set list as some of my fantastic bands. You know, have you played with Raven? Actually, have you have you done anything with Raven? It's funny because. I yeah. We both played with Raven, but in different bands. All right, okay. So my last band played with Raven, and then Tim Tim has a band, another band, and they played with Raven. Right. Uh, and we we were booked with Raven. Yeah. Uh, this last year, um, and then our drummer couldn't fly in because of COVID restrictions because mm -hmm. he has to fly through Canada. Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't going to be able to to make it in because there's all these you know weird rules with, and yeah. it wasn't just mask rules. I mean, you had to show that you were vaccinated and all this kind of thing he, he uh, was just he, he he couldn't do all the all the things they, they wanted him to do so uh -huh. he said i'm not gonna be able to make it we tried to get a replacement drummer in and it just didn't happen so we had to cancel the raven show but uh -huh. I, i'd say for me back in the old days because you know we're we're a reformed band we were yeah. together 25 years ago and back in the old days probably there there would be two shows and i know tim knows which ones i'm going to say are were the the moments that were the moments of greatness back then it was opening for Dawkin. Wow. And opening for a ska swing band from America, you may he have heard of called the Cherry Poppin' Daddies, and they have like horns and the, sure. you know, <laughs> yeah, it was okay. very crazy. Played <laughs> yeah. in front of a couple thousand people, so th those were those were fun shows. That last one was was pretty interesting. But this time yeah. around, I'd say that uh, the Rat Show was amazing. I mean, all the shows. Uh, I I really like playing Legions and um, and most of all the Tesla show because it was our comeback show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tesla was a big stage. So that was, that was probably, and the interesting thing with that one was, um, you know, when we were talking about a reunion, uh, at first we were just saying, hey, let's all meet up in Oregon and, and do a club date, you know, with some mm -hmm. of our friends and just yeah. to get together, maybe play a backyard barbecue. Uh -huh. And then it, it turned out our first night on stage together in tw over 25 years was at a big fairgrounds opening up for Tesla. And it was, uh, -huh. uh uh, absolutely surreal and uh, definitely I mean that's that's why you get into this you get into it for the music and stuff but you have those dreams of of, of being able to be on the level with your heroes and uh, and we got a really great response to a lot of people that used to come see the band were there and it was uh, it was amazing the line at our merch booth after of, of us signing autographs was strangers it, singing lyrics back to us in the in the crowd. Yeah, you know? people I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, just singing the singing silent treatment stuff and uh, and the docking too for me Pretty was definitely uh, yeah that was like you know docking was one of my favorite bands at the time when we played with them and it was all the original members too uh, not including Juan who was kind of the original bass player but you know what I mean it was the classic lineup and, yeah the, the classic lineup and uh, uh, so those were. Uh, yeah, those were amazing. The Cherry Pop and Daddy show was probably our our biggest, more like condensed crowd. Like if you see video footage of that, you know, it looks like a classic like Civic Center or almost yeah. smaller. Yeah. I'm going to have to check this yeah. out. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have a look. Um, okay, then. So with YNT, have you ever done any work with them before? Or yeah. you have? Yeah. yeah. I have twice. Two okay. different bands. Awesome. Well, YNT played over here with uh, Sebastian back. It was a festival. I don't know if I put it up here, actually. No, it's not. Here, as in the other room. Um, but anyway, YNT were on stage, and this guy, this dude, is just tear older than me. It was tears down his face, and all and he kept saying was Dave Manchetti, Dave Manchetti, and yeah. it was just phenomenal. It was just unbelievable. But he it's was just so stoked that he saw Dave Manchetti. You know, it was just unbelievable. So yeah, that was. It's a yeah, it's a beautiful thing when people, you know, uh. Pretty much the band Rush for me when I yeah. would go see Rush. Yeah. Uh I would get so into it and I would like certain songs would hit. Even if it's not sometimes there might be a song that has some heavy, heavy uh, you know, 
whatever I do, I'm ADD right now, but maybe heavy, heavy subject matter, you know, and, and sad, but then some songs that aren't necessarily sad. I would just, it would just hit me. And I rush the band I've seen 77 times. So I was, I'm the, I'm the psychotic rush man, but yeah, there are those, uh, as for YMT, I was lucky enough to grow up in the Bay area and see them a lot. And, uh, I was lucky enough also to be there both nights they got some footage from another show, but two nights when they filmed uh, Open Fire the, for the live album, or the air, I mean, they they recorded, and I was right by Phil Kenimore, and I was just screaming my name. I was a kid, so I'm screaming my name, hoping my name would get on the album. You know, somehow, Tim Dolan, Tim Dolan. And uh, my sister, my older <laughs> sister had to take me because she was over 18, and I had to go with somebody over 18. So, but YNT, and yeah, I was lucky enough to meet him a couple times, and uh just the most amazing guys and Dave Menachetti for me you know after Alex Lifeson of Rush Dave Menachetti is just is is so talented and so even if he was just a lead guitarist he'd be amazing or if he was just a singer but he's an amazing singer and an amazing lead guitar player and an amazing songwriter what a great yeah, band and they were that band that all the other bands like wanted to open for the Motley Crues and the Dawkins they were all opening for for them in LA at the whiskey and, and, and those places back, back in the seventies. And then, but, but for YNT, I think, I don't know, dude, I've seen them so many times that every, every time's amazing, but, but Medicani is just, um, <laughs> it's tough for me to even grasp onto how talented that guy is. And I try and if somebody's never heard of him, I'm like, I'm like, go get black tiger, listen to forever. Yeah, First, absolutely. listen to forever. Then go ahead and listen to you know mean streak and the other hits but yeah but it's uh i i my band was booked with them and then yeah. in 2008 and then that big the big american recession hit and all the clubs started mm-hmm. just not doing well and that one got canceled and it was a real uh it was a really gut punch to me man because they are one of my top three favorite bands of all time. So talking about metal gods, then who do you think, in your eyes, is the ultimate metal god? Ozzy. People will argue about you know the Dio versus Ozzy stuff, you know, and Tim's not with me on this. He's a Dio guy when it comes to Sabbath, but right? I just think Ozzy, just overall, I mean, I, I, I like his solo material better than his Sabbath material for sure because I think that yeah. I, I like the I like the guitar players. Um, and I like the songs, just this, I think that the sound of Ozzy solo yeah. versus the Oz, you know, the sound of Ozzy in Sabbath, I, I just don't think there's any comparison. True. So to me, he's like, you know, the godfather of heavy metal. I mean, he's Absolutely. everything that's great about heavy metal. He's not a, he's not a particularly, you know, whatever, technically a fancy singer or whatever. He just, he just delivers the songs the, the way they should be delivered. And, yeah. um, you know, and back in the day he was scary, you know, yeah. it's like, Oh yeah. yeah. He was. I love bites, him. bites yeah. the heads off of animals. He was, yeah. 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 The mystique, yeah. The mystique made a lot of that music. The mystique of it. Oh my, yeah. is Tony Iommi really satanic and or Iron Maiden and Dio and all of that? You just don't know. Kiss, do they really know, kill puppies? Yeah, I know. You know, and so Good yeah, place. as Jim said, I, I I agree with Jim 100 percent Um yeah. I, I know a lot of people crown um uh Rob Halford and and I agree as a as a frontman vocalist, yeah. he might be there. But, um, you know, Ozzy's melody lines that he wrote, and uh, You Can't Kill Rock and Roll is my example always. That so is the, good. that melody line gives me goosebumps still to this day. Yet with Ozzy, I go the, I go, I go album number three and four. I go Bark at the Moon yeah. and Ultimate Sin. And um, this is blasphemy to all you guitar players, but Jakey Lee's my guy. I would take Jakey over Randy and I would take Jakey well over Zach. I'm not a Zach Wild guy, but uh-huh. um, not that I don't respect him and think he's amazing, but I think Jakey Lee had a, a style and a, and a technicality of his playing that was different. He didn't just try and emulate Randy. Um, I love Brad Gillis too, uh, but he kind of just emulated you know, Randy Rhodes for the most part. He didn't get much of a chance later, of course, to 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 write much. But Jake Lee, I would just stare at that guy and just, oh my God, that's who I want to be. That's everything was cool about Jake. What, yeah, he that's probably cool. why I wanted to be a a, a rock guitar player. Cool. Uh, I wanted to go buy myself a trench coat and learn all those moves that like yeah, him and Warren <laughs> Demartini and and uh, my brain's not working. The dude from Cinderella, 
who passed. Jeff um, Labar. Jeff Labar. Uh, those guys had a style when they play, and uh, it just I, it was mesmerizing to me. So, Ozzy, I, I, yeah, 100% agree with Jim. Uh, when it comes to Dio and Ozzy, I just like the, the heavier albums to me. I know people take heavy and, and use it differently. I thought the Sabbath stuff had too much, you know, do some acid and smoke some pot and listen to Sabbath. And I wasn't as into that. I was more into uh, when, when I heard Neon Nights, I, it was it was over for Ozzy and Sabbath for me. I was just like, oh, Neon, and then and then you get to to Children of the Sea, and of course, Marvel is one of my favorite albums. I mean, actually. yeah, all yeah. of that is is my Sabbath stuff, yeah. and uh, I I would think that, uh, but I understand placements and and where people yeah. deserve their credit, and Ozzy definitely is the guy that uh, that that I mean, he's he is one hundred percent the medal done, hundred percent. Okay, so going back to MS3, like you said, you reformed not so long ago. Um, what is the grand plan for the band? Are you looking for fame and fortune or just artistic acceptance in this genre? I think we all are. I think everybody's looking for that. Um, those days are over. We both have record deals, you know, and different labels too. So, uh, you know, I'm in a modern hard rock kind of newer you know, like Buck Cherry meets Breaking Benjamin, I guess. I, yeah. I don't even know. But, you know, that label's different than than the label Emissary's on. And um, although our la- Emissary's label, Underground Power, you know, we, we kind of did get paid because, you know, they're giving us so much awesome exposure and a lot of, you know, physical product for us to sell. Uh, yeah. that, that That's great. Um, the days of, you know, you know, if, if you could get a song in a movie or a TV show or something and, and it's worked, the deals worked right, you can make a little money. But I think we just, for me, I want to play the shows with my heroes. Uh, the money is nice, but I don't, I'll pay, I'll pay a thousand bucks if we can go open for Maiden. hundred yeah. percent. I would do, yeah. you know, any of those, any of my hero bands, if we could go out and play a show with Death Angel or, anthrax or blah 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 you know i'd pay probably whatever i could afford to be able to do that and have that poster of the flyer in my room that says i got to play with play with these guys brilliant i think there's a confusion about the term validation like people think oh you're seeking validation or whatever you know by you know it like validates us by being in magazines or, or getting on with big bands i mean it's nice and and sure it's validating but we i mean we would do this regardless even yeah. if even if there weren't huge opportunities out there and even if we've gotten no metal magazines mm-hmm. for me it was kind of unfinished business we had these great songs and we yeah. had good demos and um when the band broke up we were together from 93 to 96 and when the band broke up grunge came in it was just so such a such a hit that yeah. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, continue playing music until I could play music that I like. So yeah. uh, it came back around with new wave of traditional heavy metal and people started liking yeah. old school metal again. And, um, and we talked about getting the band back together and, and it was like, okay, like I said, unfinished business, let's, let's get this done. Let's get this record done. And, and now that it's out, it's sort of like, okay, now what's next? You know, we, yeah. we started writing a few new songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on one now. I'm going to put that into our live set and we got a few more that, we're finishing up that we're going to be recording soon so yeah it's a lot of fun that sounds amazing i mean obviously your fans are going to be dotted all around the world um when you do play live do you do um live streams or anything like that or do you intend haven't to? yet we've haven't done yet, one but, we do, we but it to. wasn't from us oh yeah uh, that's right we did do one yeah there's a play denver when we play denver they do a live stream there That'd be cool. um and that's somewhere online right now. People can go check it out. That was our first show in a year, you know, to kick off our tour in May. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely incredible to be able to. My favorite things. What are my favorite things? Going to concerts, putting, you know, when I was a kid, finding every, the new Hip Freighter, Kerrang, Circus, getting every good picture that's in there and put it somewhere on my wall. What's the best thing about being on the road? And also, then, what's the downside? Um, best part on being on the road? You know, I mean, it's seeing the faces of, uh, of, of heavy metal fans that are strangers that are, are loving what you do. And you, you see other people that are, 
you know, part of your family that you've never met, you know, like just getting into a town and having people come up and, 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 and talk to you and, you know, they want you to sign things and they've got a band shirt on, you guys can talk, you know, or they have patches on their vest and you, oh, you like those guys or whatever. And for yeah. me, it's, it's, it's all about the culture. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing for me. I mean, being on stage is cool, but, but being, participating in the culture of heavy metal is, wow. is the most fun thing for me. I would say the, the down part, uh, people will say, you know, being away from home or whatever, really, um, the last time we went on the road and we had a tour bus, there was, there was a moment where the, the air went out, right. When we hit the hottest state <laughs> yeah. and that wasn't fun be, being uncomfortable. Um, and we had to get rooms cause we couldn't sleep on the bus. Right. So the, the, the sort of the, the fight or flight, you know, like, uh Oh, you know, we, we, we were turning the bus around at one point and got stuck in somebody's yard <laughs> had to call and have it towed out. You know, it was just, yeah. uh, we, we had a, a, a bird, uh, like I mean, this thing, we call it a pterodactyl. There was a, an eagle with this huge wingspan. I was sitting up front and it smashed into the windshield right. glass went everywhere. It was in my hair and, my God. uh, you know, so there's, there's scary things like, oh, you know, are we going to make it to the gig on time? And are we going to be able to get a hotel? And we don't know where we are. Yeah. You know, that kind of feeling a little bit helpless, a little bit lost and a little bit stranded. Uh, for me, that's that's nightmare stuff. You know, every, every yeah. nightmare I have, it's not monsters. It's being lost or being stranded somewhere where I where I don't know where to get back to where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's part of the flavor for me. I mean, yeah, I don't want bad things to happen. But, but when you come back and you have those stories... Of, oh, we hit a bird. We, you know, we got stuck on a lawn. We got pulled over. We, you know, I was on a tour bus once and we were pulling into New York and uh, we got pulled over uh, by some police right when we got to New York, right? We were going over this bridge and we were coming down onto the highway and uh, we got pulled over and they were like, you know, if you would have kept going, you would have taken the top of your bus off because you're on the wrong area for high profile, high profile. So then we got a police escort. So we felt really super cool there. Yeah, we had some videos of cops driving us where we need to go. But, you know... Our guitarist got a police escort. <laughs> yeah. In Chicago. Know, yeah, that yeah. sounds good. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. So, you know, and for me, all of those things, uh, you know, I prefer the bad things don't happen. Uh, but it all adds to the story. And for me, it's being on being on the road with your guys that, that, that you yeah. were in... in a living room with years and years ago writing music and, and stuff and even though whether or not you're touring and losing money and playing smaller shows um you kind of made it you're like we're actually on tour you know emissary never really toured we would go and play san francisco and we'd go up and play portland but but um you know that was kind of, you know everybody packing their cars and and going down but to, to jump on a real tour bus and uh you know we you get some snobby dudes going Oh man, you're only having that many dates, and you're on a tour bus, man. You're that's really dumb and stuff. It's not dumb. It's it's a killer experience. We get cool footage of us on a bus, and and we get that experience of hanging out. Um, it gets sticky and it gets hot, and the shower on the bus is great, but it's not it's not simple to just go in and take a shower. And uh, you know, it's 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 being with your bros and actually being able to say you're on tour and having a a poster or a flyer say you know tour dates and on tour and then yeah definitely the people you meet that you had no idea has heard of your band and you're like wow well that's great and in in chicago <clears throat> jim and i are friends with the guy now but uh the guitar player for jag panzer was like oh, yeah. right standing in front of me and uh he knew my scenario because the chicago scenario our other guitar player and our super shred god uh did not make the show. He tried to make the show, but he was detained by police and they thought he was on drugs, which he wasn't. And then he ended up getting out of uh, wherever he was, uh, New Mexico or some Minnesota or something. And, and they he held was, him for the day and he didn't, they didn't yeah. give him a ticket. Oh, yeah. And he couldn't get there. So I'm sitting there going, okay, I have to cover both guitar parts. I'm not uh, Aussie is great. And there are bands that are great with one guitar player, but I'm a fan of, if you're playing metal, you gotta have two guitar players. I don't love the the dropout of the guitar during a guitar solo where it's just bass. I don't personally love that. Yes, Rush is my favorite band, but that's different. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know those things and having a guy like 
Mark from Jag Pants are standing in front of me, knowing the situation, knowing I'm nervous, struggling, and, and lifting his fist and giving me energy where I'm just like, you know, that made it all worthwhile. So those kind of moments and definitely the other bands that you're playing with when they come up and say you had a great set. And, uh, you know, there is a, there's another cool thing. When we did, we did an <laughs> autograph signing, um, we got into this book, uh, a history book of the Northwest uh, hard rock and heavy metal scene. It's like an encyclopedia of, uh -huh. of bands, you know, yeah. over the years or whatever. Yeah. We got into that, and that was one of the things that helped launch us. Um, we went to the, the book signing for that. Wow. Uh, a lot of the bands that were going to be in the book were, were there. Some guys from Glacier and Q5 and Air Apparent. And, but we, as soon as we walk up, first, this, some, some guy just walks up to us with our demo tape, like from, the, from 93 or 4 yeah. or whatever. Walks yeah. up and is like... Man, I've been waiting years to meet you guys here. You know, will you sign this? And and Tim just looks at me like this. I can't even describe. Look on his face. He's just like, this is crazy. You know, yeah. that like some like we got fans all over the world. And we didn't even know. I mean, you know, the, you know, there's an underground of heavy metal, and yeah. I'm I'm a fan of a lot of you know whatever no name bands or whatever. But it's it's the same kind of a thing. If, if I go and meet, I don't know Leatherwolf or somebody that I loved back in the day, and walk up to, hey, I've got your I've got your first tape or whatever. You yeah. hand it to him. You know, like, whoa. Yeah, exactly, man. Absolutely. Right, that's how we got signed. Yeah, and that's how we got signed, kind of. So yeah. somebody in Germany, you know, uh, the guy at Underground Power knew who we were already and had the demo, I guess. And, you know, so it's like, oh, awesome. We had heard rumblings back in the day uh, after we had broken up. Uh, Jim and I had talked a couple times, and we heard some rumblings that some people knew who we were somewhere, and then we got confused with another emissary at one point, but, um, yeah. <laughs> if you were an instrument, what would you be, and why? That's a new one. Huh? huh? <laughs> Probably a piano, because I'm super ticklish. Anybody that touches me, I go like that. And, you know, wow. But I would say drums, because I'm always in a rhythm i'm always like you know even if i'm stopped i'm kind of going like this a little bit and i wanted to drums were the first when i first saw kiss uh on hbo and in, in the late 70s uh that that was it peter chris was what i wanted you know i i didn't never thought about playing bass of course gene simmons i'm just like oh god and ace freely was my favorite guy but i would yeah drums because of the rhythm and the and the just the non-stop Kind of got to go through the whole song and and it's drums for me, yeah. And we're always beating them up, so right. You know, I'm very beat on all the What time, a cool yeah. instrument! No, I'd say drums too. Yeah, I mean it's just like I mean they it's it's an instrument that you hit, you know that you. Yeah. It's it, it's it's not a it's not something that you that you that you pluck delicately or, or you know have to blow some wind into. It's like you, you fucking hit it. You know. Can I curse? Oops. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so can you give us four words to describe emissary? Go, Jimbo. Four, four words. Yeah. Um. Well, the the two styles of music that we say that we were a bridge between is melodic thrash and power metal. So I guess melodic thrash, melodic thrash and power metal. Brilliant. There we go. Okay, I'm gonna so go the other way. Yeah, I'll go the other way, and I'm just gonna use words that I think represent the band, like. Sure. Dedication, commitment, perseverance, and just absolute joy. Brilliant. Love it. Okay, so next bit's five questions, either or either. So the first one, vinyl or digital? Digital. I mean, the opportunity to, to do this, to, to make the album. And um, I know, you know, I, I, uh, the act, you know, so I like the dropping the needle, having to get up, turn the album over. Love that. Love the crackle in the beginning, but digital, I just... Digital. Just yeah, I'd have to say digital for the sound, and but vinyl for the artwork, because you get to hold the record in your yeah. hand and see that, that big piece of art. Absolutely. Okay, next one then. Pizza or beer? Pizza. Pizza. I don't drink beer. Pizza, I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I only drink, sadly, I only drink when I'm working. Uh, I only drink when I play. And I, I'm in a few tribute bands in Denver, uh, and I'm in a few projects, and uh, uh, I always have to do a shot and 
sip on a beer right before, like right when the our intro music starts and the lights go out, I do a quick quick shot or half a shot. I actually measure it out so I don't drink too much in the day. But uh, and and I'm, I, I I hate to be non manly. I just don't like the taste of beer, so I only really drink beer if I'm in the bar playing a show. So okay. pizza, yep. Right. Okay. So saints or sinner? Saint. We're all we're all sinners. We're all we're all everything, but I try to be a saint. You know. Okay. Great. I, I choose sinner because it's, 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 I don't think being a sinner is a bad thing. Being a sinner is being human. Cool. You know? Okay. Sure. So festival or small intimate gig? Festival. I mean, that's the dream. You know. So definitely, uh, you know, if I had to play a festival at 11 a.m. and not everybody's there yet, people are filing in still, uh, I would take that over a full club, I think, for me. I'm going to go the other way, and I would say um, intimate setting, because for one, I, I rather do indoor gigs, because you can run sound a lot easier. The sound's a, a little bit more manageable, manageable that way. Um, and on a festival, um, you know, if you're the you're a daytime band opening for some huge band, I'll, you're I'll give you an example. Uh, I had a an, uh, an all-ages venue for a while. I, I ran a record shop that had an all-ages venue attached. And the band Mastodon was touring the Slayer. Right. And they had a night off of the Slayer tour. And they came in to do a, a gig at Music Head at, at my shop. Because uh, they had some local friends. Matter of fact, our producer, Doug Hill, uh, worked on some, some of the Mastodon stuff. And uh, Scott Kelly from Neurosis sings on one track of... Uh, of on every Mastodon record. He lives here. He's a friend of mine. And he, he, uh, I think he has something to do with helping, helping bring Mastodon. But I remember when they got there, I said, boy, this must be, you know, pretty lame, you know, playing in a little record store in front of 50 kids compared to playing the Slayer. And he says, no, he goes, the singer said, when we play the Slayer, we're playing the Slayer fans. Yeah. He goes, but we, at this show, we're playing the Mastodon fans. Yeah. He's like, we'd rather play to 50 Mastodon fans than, you know, 5,000 Slayer fans because when you're up on stage people are just waiting for you to get done you know, so they can see the band they want to see. Yeah. Okay, so the final question then is Master of Puppets or Heaven and Hell? Haha, <laughs> Timmy? Wow, that's 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 um, front to back Master of Puppets. Brilliant. But but, but Heaven and Hell is his favorite Sabbath record. Is it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, but, I mean, if you're going to give me, you can have this many songs you like from this area and this many songs from this. I, I master because I love every single song. I'm not into every single song on Heaven and Hell. I like them, but, but no. Yeah, Master Puppets. For, and Master Puppets has some memory things attached. I remember the day I got it. I had a toothache and I was at home and it was a Tuesday uh, back when albums were released on Tuesdays and my sister, who I don't get along with but that I got a lot of my musical tastes from because she had all the albums because she was older and she got me into Rush and Kiss and all of that. Um, she went and knew I wasn't feeling good and she went and picked, picked it up the day it came out and uh, gave it to me and I was also lucky enough to see Metallica perform Battery and Master Puppets, those two songs, basically for the first time uh, ever at Day on the Green in Oakland in 85, uh, when they were opening for Y&T, Scorpions, Rat, Inve was there. Uh, and uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of the, uh, just, and I got to see that tour when they opened for Ozzy on the uh, Ultimate Sin tour, uh, when they played their first arena show in their hometown of San Francisco. I know they're LA-ish, but uh, they're known as the Bay Area Band. And uh, seeing them at the Cow Palace, the big arena in San Francisco, opening for Ozzy was just, I remember walking in and seeing the the, the crosses yeah. going up the little, and just, just and then I, I got my way up to the very front, right in front of Kirk Hammett. And then uh, the interesting quick story, couple months before that, like two months, about two months before that, I was at a Kiss and Wasp show, and I saw Kirk 
out by the backstage door and I, he was a little drunk and, and I went up to him and I had, I had been around him a few other times before at like death angel shows and he's always been accessible. And, uh, I said, Hey, so Kirk, what are you playing here next? And this show was at the cow palace as well with kiss and wash. And, uh, he looked at me and he was like, here, like, like that that's not going to happen because if you're from LA and you're in a band, the forum is where you want to play one day. And of course, Metallica wanted to play the cow palace because it's the biggest place. And, uh, he's like here and like, like, like that's a fat chance. And then uh, about three weeks later, the, the, the newspaper on Sunday came out and it had a section in it with all the concerts. There was a full page ad, Ozzy Osbourne with Metallica. Wow, and wow. I'm just like, ugh, at Cal Palace. And then later, I was lucky enough to get on uh, part of the road crew with Metallica for a little wow. while. And I got to uh, relay that story to him wow. and let him know that... Uh, you know, I kind of got him, got him on that one, but uh, Master Puppets, hundred percent. Master Puppets for me. Metallica is more my era than, than Black yeah. Sabbath, so yeah. Okay, excellent. Right, well, I want to thank you so much for your time this evening. Do you have any final words for your fans, our viewers, and listeners? Just follow us online. I mean, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Emissary Metal Band. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, as the original emissary, you can find us on Bandcamp as the original emissary. Yeah, and we just uh, we hope that metalheads all over the world are are digging the record. So far, it's it's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of good feedback. I mean, we can get getting good record reviews and comments on YouTube and that kind of thing. We got we got more music videos to come. We got more material to put out. Um, hopefully, before too long. Yeah, uh, the Wretched Masquerade, you know, is is kind of you know just the start of, really? of uh, introduction to to. To emissary for you know for the rest of the world. Yeah. Right, it's a well. celebration. It's definitely a celebration too. Taking the old songs we wrote when we were just learning, and uh, we did polish them, but and added a few things. But we really didn't over, you know, go over technical and, and oh, I'm better now, so I'm going to do this. And you know, we we changed certain things that made sense to change. But uh, and I would say give the whole album a chance. Uh, yeah. I know it's tough, tough these days with with people's attention spans and social media and stuff. But but I think I think I think we wrote a nice little book and story within this album. And if you listen to the whole thing, your favorite song might be the last song on the on, you know if you have the tape or whatever, it might be the last song on side two. But uh, I I think the album flows really well. And uh, yeah, give give the whole album a chance and. Uh, don't look at it with a uh, skeptical eye of, you know, are these guys as technical as these other bands, or are these guys playing as fast as these other bands, or, you know, just give it a, give it a chance and, and you know, uh, bring us to your town. <laughs>